Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right, let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Okay, ready to tackle it. All back, big record-breaking shopping season. It was busy. I was out in it. Well, the good news you see is like setting records. The bad news was it was a lot of charge cards, a lot of credit cards. Yeah. Well, and also, of course, it's breaking records. When you have record inflation, it's going to break records. People are buying less with more money. That's true. You notice a lot of the reports don't actually say that. No, they don't. I was like, is this great? Yeah, I I saw one news report that said that, that actually pointed out, well, it's also because when you have inflation that's that's gone up so much in the last two years, well, of course, you're going to have a record. It's it's just like when they lie about record profits for oil companies and and all that. Well, if all of the expenditures are going up, too, then you're not actually making record profits. Yes. And, of course, you, like you said, Scott, there were a lot of people out all across the country. Yep, it was busy. But wait a second. People aren't boosted. People aren't listening to Fauci anymore. Martha Raddatz at ABC no. is out of her mind. She doesn't understand it. Yeah, this was the one of the more unhinged interviews I heard this weekend. Yeah. Well, so you've got, uh, what are they trying to call it now? They're trying to brand it as a triple-demic. You've got RSV, yes. which is primarily affecting kids. <laughs> And it is very frightening for a lot of, especially younger kids. It's very frightening. Yes. Uh, We're in flu season and COVID still exists, even though now at this point, COVID is kind of less dangerous than some of the flu strains that have made the the rounds years past. Yes. Uh, True. And the media, though, they're freaking out because people are kind of giving up on getting COVID booster shots every three months. Now, here's Martha Raddatz on ABC. The administration is launching a new campaign urging people to get those flu shots, get those COVID boosters. But I think only about 11 percent have gotten the booster so far, maybe 42 million the flu shot. We've talked about this so many times. People aren't listening. What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> OK. Yes, they've tuned him out. That That's part of it. Yeah. You know, the thing that I didn't hear, and I heard a few other clips of Raditz and Fauci, but I did not hear this part come up, and maybe it did, and I just didn't hear it. When you're talking about the latest booster, okay, for 65 and older, that has a 22% efficacy rate. 22%. Right. Remember when they were first rolled out? 95%. Right. And you're not going to get it. 22 And Raditz is like, people are listening. Gee, I wonder why, Martha. Yeah. Just meltdown right there. I mean, because everybody knows somebody who has gotten the at least the first two shots, if not three and maybe two extra boosters. Yes. Um, But everybody knows somebody who's gotten all of these shots and has still gotten COVID. Not only that, the new stats that are out, that more people that have been vaccinated are dying of COVID now than unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. That has surpassed. I, I had an ER nurse send us a note on our Facebook page this weekend yeah. saying that exact same thing yeah. in her hospital. 
That's true. Where she works. She goes, I can't tell you where I'm at or you guys, you know, I get it. I understand. But she said, oh, yeah, it's. No, across the country, those stats. Easily. Like all together. Yes. Much higher. Yes. Well, here's another piece audio, including Fauci. And this was, is it Margaret Brennan on CBS? Yeah. Um, asking Fauci about China. And, you know, some are saying, you know, a cover up that it came out of the Wuhan lab. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Dr. Tony Fauci is not even sure what a cover-up is? What the <laughs> of course he well, is. Well, here's the yeah. Q&A. Here we go. The Washington Post editorial board had a, an uh, interesting piece on this recently. I don't know if you yeah, read it, yeah. but about the secrecy yeah. regarding the origins. And it says the world owes those who died, six million people, but probably twice that or more, to be better prepared in the future. The cover-up is immense. And still in place, China should now agree to a full and thorough scientific investigation that returns to Wuhan. Okay. Do you agree with that word, cover up? An intentional I don't know what that distortion. means. No, I, I, it isn't that I d- agree or disagree. I'm not sure what they're talking about. I mean, if cover-up is not Uh-oh. allowing... Man, I love it when there's a piece oh. of audio that David hasn't heard yet. Scott, too. Uh, that dude, was really yeah, right. I, funny this to is, see. This is mind-numbing. Dude, okay, yes. let, uh, set aside the lab leak theory. Okay, set, let, let's mm-hmm. just say for the sake of argument that that didn't happen. Okay. We know for a fact that China knew they had some new viral strain going around that was giving people pneumonia, and they mm-hmm. didn't know what it was as early as September of 2019. And they didn't acknowledge that this virus existed until, what, New Year's Eve 2019? Yep. Or the first yep. day of 2020? Yes, there was a freaking cover-up because they didn't let anybody in. They didn't give anybody any information. They denied well, it existed. That's well, called a freaking cover-up. Well, David, I don't want you to get too angry, but I think Dr. Tony Fauci is going to let you know there's a difference between a cover-up and just not being transparent. Oh, well, I bet he knows all about that. <laughs> yes, he does. Roll it. People to come in and look at all the data. That's not a cover-up. That's yes, not being transparent. To well, me, a cover-up like the animals is, being killed no, no, before no. anyone could well, go into the market to investigate again, that. Again, I'm... I'm I, I don't want to. Uh, it's going to be taken no, no. out of context by others for sure. Oh, but that's my life. <laughs> Welcome to. <laughs> it's it, cover up means you know something and you're hiding it. Mm-hmm. Not being transparent and allowing things open is a little bit of a different. They, they did know they had something. <laughs> yes, they know. were sealing people in apartments in the late fall of 2019 they don't do that unless they know they've got something serious on their hands and yeah i'm sorry but it's not just normal course of business to say hey we think maybe this virus came out of a wet mark let's go a wet market let's go ahead and slaughter all of the animals there so there's no hope we could ever prove it that's called a (laughs) cover-up That dude's like that dude's talking about you know Nixon shredding documents and saying, well, that was just a lack of transparency. You see, <laughs> this jackass. Well, and Fauci, we'll get to more of that a little bit later because he had to answer questions because of the lawsuits from the attorney general from uh, a couple of different states, including Missouri, where he had to admit that while he was telling all of us, you need to mask up. 
that he's emailing different people saying masks don't work <laughs> right. at the same time. Well, you see, Jamie, that was actually just a lack of transparency, <laughs> not a cover up. OK, <laughs> you got to understand the nuances here. <laughs> Golly. Um, and speaking of China, do you see any of the footage of what's going on in China right now? Because oh, lockdowns man. again. Yeah. Well, and the big thing that, that sparked off, and the protests have been going on for, for a while now, for a, a couple months now. Yes. Um, but what really drew out a lot of people across the nation was this horrible apartment fire in the capital city of the Xinjiang pro, uh, province. Yes. People had been sealed in their homes, and there was an apartment fire. No one could go help them. And so there are videos making the rounds of you just hear people screaming as they mm -hmm. die. Because no one yes. can go help them because of these lockdowns. And so that yeah. brought out a lot of people in protest. And then you have the official saying, we, we didn't lock anybody in. Right. <laughs> well, see, it's that's being not transparent. <laughs> that's not a cover-up. <laughs> that was my cartoon balloon, man. You just read it. <laughs> but there's this difference. It is, you know, it's tragic. <laughs> and so, you know what, I wanna, I'll get to the audio later. But I want to play this little piece of Brian Kilmeade from Fox and Friends because there are times, and I think it probably happens to Scott and I more than it does David, you'll have a different kind of name and not know how to pronounce it, <laughs> and you're just trying to fudge it the best that you can. Mm -hmm. I think Kilmeade gave up because I think it's G Van Fleet. He just forgets the first name and goes with Van Fleet, this person from China that survived Mao. And it's talking about what's going on now with the protests and everything else. If we could just roll that part. Our next guest survived Mao Zedong's brutal communist regime is here to weigh in. Uh, uh, joining us now is Van Fleet. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. First off, how big a deal are these protests? It's just Van Fleet. Pull the Biden there. <laughs> I mean, well, no, Biden would accept Greta Van Fleet. Right. It's true. Yes. It is a huge deal. It is a huge deal because for the first time since 1989 uh, student pro-democracy movement in Tiananmen Square, Chinese people are demanding not just to stop the uh, lockdown, they're demanding political changes. We hear slogans that we haven't heard for a long time, down with CCP, down with Xi Jinping, and they want uh, democracy, not an emperor, and they want freedom of speech and freedom of press. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on what's going on there. Man, oh, man. Okay, something else, man. Did anybody see any of the video of this guy that was rescued from the Gulf of Mexico after he fell off a Carnival cruise ship? Have you guys seen Ooh, the footage wow, at no, all? No. Uh -uh. It's insane. Okay. So all you see in the video, it's just wide open ocean. And this guy that all of a sudden he'll put his arm up in the air and then you see his whole head and arm go under the water and then he kind of pops back up. It's wild. Um, part of the story, it's and this is the same cruise that we went on. This was like 20 years ago. It starts in New Orleans. You end up in Mexico, Cosmel. They're on their way and this guy is going to go out at like 11 o'clock at night, and then he's gone. His sister doesn't know what happens to him. So they're all looking for him. And, I mean, this is hours later. I mean, he's out in the middle of nowhere. And then someone at the Coast Guard sees him out in the middle of nowhere and is able to then rescue him.
but he's out there for hours. How do you just keep treading water for oh, hours? Man, I don't know. It's just survival kicking in. This way you can float if you get on your back for a while, maybe. But no, the video you see, because that's what I would picture in my head, like uh-huh. it's just sort of calm waters. No, man, it's like rolling, and you're bobbing up and down. If you've ever been out in the, in the ocean just far enough to where you're like, you know, having to paddle, you get tired fast. That's just crazy to me. Is that a swordfish? What is that? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. The uh, Lieutenant Seth Rose from the Coast Guard said, it's just a miracle. I will say one of the highlights of my Coast Guard career was calling the family who was on board the Carnival Valor wow. to let them know their son was alive and en route to additional medical care. Truly a miracle, especially on a holiday like Thanksgiving, where it's predominantly around family and spending time together. How did he end up in the water? You know, I still don't know. I still yeah. don't understand it. Other than just, I don't know, you fall over. Because I, if you're totally hammered, I know what, I know exactly what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what you're thinking? Yeah. Dude, y- you have less gas if you're out yeah. there hammered than if you're sober. Yeah, but there is such a thing as sobering up in a hurry, too. I don't know, man. You're still depleted. Maybe you're so relaxed, that's the only way you could have done it. You didn't struggle. He just... Yeah, it's... I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm looking at answers here. I mean, I've been on a cruise ship before. Yeah. And I can see how people could fall over. I get it. If you're screwing around with pictures and you're trying to get the, you know. Okay. I guess if it's some sort of selfie, something. I don't yeah. know. It, to me, it's like yeah. you you got to try to fall over, don't you? I would think. It's not just a little slip ski. Anyway, glad for that family. Okay. Um, did you know Republicans are bullying Alejandro Mayorkas yeah. from Homeland Security? <laughs> bullying. Yeah. We'll get to that. And much more coming up. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Still a crisis at the border. Never ends. Yeah. No. Not going to end anytime soon because the leaders don't want it to end. No. They like what's going on. They must. They won't do anything to stop it. But apparently, if you point that out, you're a bully. Yes. Okay, so be it. Yeah, so Republicans say that as soon as they take over the House, they're going to open up an impeachment inquiry into the Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Um, probably won't go anywhere because they won't wouldn't have the votes to actually remove him, but I, I think the point of this would be to shine a spotlight on it. So they've told Alejandro Mayorkas, either quit in disgrace or we're going to open this impeachment inquiry into you. Uh, Good. And liberals are mad about it, of course. Here's MSNBC's Alex Witt talking about it. It's his middle name, Dim. Okay. <laughs> I mean, his threats of investigations, if the secretary doesn't resign, is this what we can expect if Kevin McCarthy becomes Speaker of the House? Leadership by bullying? Is this an appropriate tone or approach to address issues with immigration? <laughs> He's not doing his job. <laughs> no. He needs to go. I mean, not only should he be impeached, my opinion, thrown in jail. Opening up an inquiry is bullying? I suppose in that weak world, that weak-minded world, God. it probably is. 
Jeez. You can't disagree. That's violence. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's not even a disagreement. I mean, when she says also uh, this idea that, well, this is about a broader immigration policy dispute. No, it's not. It's not no. about an immigration policy dispute. It's about securing the homeland, which is what the DHS secretary is supposed to do. That's literally in his job title. That's yes, that's what is. he's supposed to be doing. And uh, so, yeah, uh, given the record numbers of crossings, law enforcement encounters, and what doesn't get talked about nearly enough, in my opinion, the number of people who've literally died crossing the border because of these policies. It's Are a record number. 800, David? Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It was, it was actually a little over 800 that we know of. And that's not counting everybody who died on the way. That's counting just the people. Who, when you have small towns along the border in Texas, for example, running out of room in the morgue, that's a huge freaking problem. <laughs> and obviously the guy who's supposed to be overseeing this is failing miserably. It's not yes. bullying. Thank you. Bullying totally is story. saying he's a weenie. And he is a weenie. And that's being nice. <laughs> really nice. Disney, another flop. Strange world animated they poured a ton of cash into this thing and it tanks they're saying it's on track to lose a hundred million dollars dang and it's funny because people are trying to figure out why did this movie tank now if you knew some of the controversy going in it's got an openly gay teen character that has a crush on another guy in the movie so I was he hearing all these different excuses of why it didn't do well well it's the pandemic people are still you know not quite sure <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really hold water when you see how some of the other movies have done over the year. Okay. Well, Top Gun exists. Right. So does Black Panther, which was another <laughs> excuse saying, well, Wakanda forever. That's kind of sucked up all the air in the room. I mean, so much excitement there that there's not the usual excitement maybe for this Disney animated feature. That sort of thing. It's like one thing after another. Then it's. Well, the Disney execs wanted it to fail. So that way they can start excluding LGBTQ plus characters again. Oh, my gosh. Holy cow. Yes. Is that a reach? Okay. I, I yeah, they want to lose $100 million. I heard another one. Well, this animated movie, it was sci-fi. And that sometimes that doesn't do as well. And I'm thinking, every time Star Wars came out with a movie in right. November or December, it's setting records. This doesn't make any sense. So, no, a lot of people are like, no, man, it's it's because, well, as some would say, if I want to educate my seven-year-old on LGBTQ+, I'll do it. I don't need Disney. Okay? Ibuprofen shortage. What? We'll get to that much more coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, we're going to get to a news update here, and then I want to ask you guys a question about different news stories that we've seen today. More on that in a second. 
But, David, news update is what? Oh, well, with uh, RSV, COVID, and flu making the rounds, we have a shortage of things like ibuprofen and children's Tylenol. Isn't that interesting? Mm. And amoxicillin. Now, COVID czar Ajish Jha was asked about that on ABC's This Week, and he has good news. There are COVID vaccines available. (laughs) Are you serious? Yep. Roll it. What, what do they do about that? Yeah, this is, you know, we have we have some broader supply chain issues with our medications that we've had for decades. I have seen this as a cl- practicing clinician. I often, when I walk into the hospital, find some normal medicine that I'm used to using not available. We have got to continue working on that. We've made a lot. Time out. God almighty. What? Go ahead. I am so tired of this. We've known this for decades. Or like it's. Well, if this, this has been thing- going on for decades, why can't you fix it? Good question. I mean, seriously. It is one thing to say supply chain, we're still yeah. having issues. Yeah, right. To which then you would say, well, you're the guy. Yeah. Yeah. You should know this months ahead of time. If And you just said years. But this is something we've seen. So I guess he's trying to say this is a problem we've always dealt with. David, you've been in the news game a long time. We've done this gig for a while. I don't ever remember this before. Well, not not to this extent where, I mean, it's it's all, everything from baby formula to children's Tylenol to ibuprofen. I think it is interesting that Martha Raddatz on ABC just wanted to talk about the adult medications because, well, she takes <laughs> ibuprofen when she wakes up a little hungover. I... I, 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 I need to I need my undrunk pills, okay? Listen. <laughs> Knees are creaky. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Ajish Jha. Bless you. We have got to continue working on that. We've made a lot of strides in this administration, uh, but our work here is not done. So we have got to continue making sure no. uh, that these medicines no. are, are available. No. I will tell you, the good news is plenty of vaccines for flu and, and COVID. All right. I'm not, like, first day back. You know, you spend some wholesome time with family. I don't want to get right back into jerk mode. Okay. But this is a load of crap, the way they talk about these different issues. Just this part. A lot of strides in this administration. You have. Like what, what strides exactly? Yeah. Can you name one? There's shortages, dude. Uh, but our work here is not done. Of course so not. we've got to continue making sure uh, that these medicines are, are available. No project we under g- this administration is ever completed. Ever. No, no, no. One other thing. we got to continue to make sure that they're available. There's a shortage. We yeah. know this. You're not doing it already. That's just it, that dude. Work to be done. It's just words. God. I'm so tired of hearing that. Oh, my goodness. Is that infuriating, dude? Plenty of vaccines for flu and, and COVID. <laughs> well, oh, that's thanks. good. That's, that's it. That's the solution to everything is buy an electric car and get vaccinated. Yes. Uh-huh. Make sure you got your car charged enough mm-hmm. to get yourself to get another vaccine. Yes. And then life will be great. It's like, what happens okay. if my kid does get RSV and has a fever and needs children's Tylenol, but it can't get any? Well, you can get a flu vaccine, though. But, but that's not RSV. Right. What happens if the flu shot doesn't work, the kid gets the flu, and I need Tylenol to bring down the, the fever? Hmm. Well, we have free tickets to the new Disney animated movie with the gay character, and you'll enjoy it and like it. And the kids will love it. Next. Okay, this is what I wanted to do. It was, oh, as we prepare for the show every day, there's usually a story or two that you may find really interesting. Yeah. May not be the biggest story of the day, 
But it's like, you know, this really caught my eye. So, David, what is your story? Oh, mine is that the uh, World Health Organization is renaming monkeypox to mpox. Okay. Because is, is that because they're saying there's some sort of race thing with yes, it? it? Well, it concerns the original name of uh, the decades-old animal disease could be construed as discriminatory and racist. Who hears well, monkeypox and thinks black people? I don't know of anybody. <laughs> what is monkeypox? Other box? than these white idiots <laughs> that are usually the ones saying, well, it's racist. What are you talking about? <laughs> monkeys don't understand it. M-pox. They're like, why'd you ever name it after us? Sounds like a DJ playing house music. Doesn't Or a K-pop band. <laughs> right. DJ M-pox. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So, because so many people were offended that we got to call it impots. Yeah. That is pretty good. All right, Robbins, what's your story? Well, um, I don't know if you knew it or not, but daylight savings time is racist. Daylight savings time is racist? Yeah, CNN health reporter Jacqueline Howard. Disruptions in a person's deep sleep cycle, which happens for many when we change the clocks, have been shown to contribute to general health problems. And... Since black and Hispanic people supposedly have more health problems on average than white people, that means they are disappropriately impacted by daylight saving time. <laughs> now, as far as I know, every race has to reset their clocks for daylight right. savings. There's not a special time for whites and Hispanics and blacks, right? Doesn't everybody do it exactly the same No, I don't time? know. I clearly remember the daylight saving times are going out and saying, okay, white people, you will go back one hour. Black people, you will go out six hours. Right. Yeah. Uh, Hispanics, you'll meet somewhere in the middle. We'll, we'll just call it three hours back. And uh, Asians, uh, just do an hour and a half, okay? Right. Right. And we're going to change the clocks. Actually, we're going to do it 24 hours on election day to keep people of color from voting. Voting, right. Okay, wow. I don't know how to... Well, there really is. Everything is racist. Underneath the banner of everything is racist, right? I guess, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, with mine, I I saw the story, and I thought about David, not because I thought he would find it interesting. It's just because David's the only dude that I know that ever saw Cher live in concert. <laughs> Cher, you know how old Cher is? This is my story. I do know how old she is. 76. Yeah, I don't even know why I know that, but I knew that. Did you just see the story recently then? No, I don't know this story, but I do know how old she is. She got a new boyfriend. That's the story. Don't tell me. Don't tell you what? That he's like I, 18 or 19 or something. He's not 18 or 19. Okay. What do you guess he is? He's younger, I'm sure. Well, how much? I'll say 47. Uh, you're going, you're going a little old there. Sorry. Younger? Uh, yes, I think you're going to have to She's... turn back time a little bit, Scott. You better go a little younger than that. 40. Uh, better turn back some more time. Ah, 37. Yeah, better turn back some more time, Scotty. <laughs> 31? And 36. Oh, my God. Yes. Alexander A.E. Edwards. He's a music exec. Okay. You can do whatever you want to do. I don't care. I don't care but either. The, I just saw it because it's so share. Isn't it? Um, yeah. 
I'm sitting here about to turn 36 and going, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> if you're just new to the show, David has this thing for older ladies at times. Uh, I'm just saying, I mean, she's like my neighbor's old Chevy Suburban, okay? Yes, she may be 76, but most of the parts are pretty new. That is true. <laughs> I'm not going to just keep going down with more details of this story. Because well, I might she, get more uncomfortable with that whole thing. She doesn't stand next to radiators. She well, would melt. She, she's crossed the 500,000 miles markers. <laughs> right. It's not just oil changes either, buddy. Oh, buddy. She did put on Twitter, I'm not defending us. Haters are going to hate. We're happy and not bothering anyone. That's right. Slay, queen. You know, if this was a guy and a girl, we probably wouldn't think twice about it. Yes, we would, because we do and we talk about it. Yeah, we talk about the guy in particular, yes. Yeah, we'll talk about just any time there's the big Usually this thing. doesn't happen the other way, though. This is very rare. It, yeah. Well, this dude, you know who this record exec dated before Cher? Amber Rose. Betty White? <laughs> no, it, Amber Rose. Amber for Rose? For like 2018 to 2021. How do you go to, from Amber Rose to Cher? I don't know. I don't know, man. That's pretty wild. But anyway. Okay, so that's that was my story today. Something else from the news. Then this didn't get a whole lot of play because a lot of people, they just sort of tune out after they get into the Thanksgiving holiday. Before that happened, and David, you were off for a couple of days, but the big story was the gay nightclub shooting in Colorado and how the left was demonizing anyone yeah. who brought up the trans issue. Yeah. Well, because they were also doing a, what, all ages drag show in the near future or something like that. And so this horrible tragedy at this gay bar in Colorado Springs, a gunman murdered five people. Um, and yes, like you mentioned, there were a lot of hot takes about you know, Tucker Carlson and libs of TikTok. Bah, they, they're the ones who did it. Bah. Right. But now in court papers, the killer is claiming to be non-binary. And it's very interesting to watch all these narratives just come crashing down. And I don't I don't think that there is any one particular narrative that really fits with this. I don't know if you saw the interview. Was it Rolling Stone or Vice News that did the interview with the guy's dad? ex-porn star, had been on one of those rehab shows because he was a meth addict. Okay. And I didn't see the interview, but... Like, one of the first things he said was when he found out his son was in that club, he was horrified thinking that he might be gay. Like, I mean, there there is a troubled family history. Right. And it has nothing to do with Tucker Carlson, libs of TikTok, or anybody else who thinks it's weird to send little kids to a freaking drag show. It has oh. nothing to do with that. But it is interesting now, too, the killer is claiming that he's non-binary. And so CNN brought on a trans woman named Natalie Bingham to say, well, the person can't be non-binary because he's obviously a man. What? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I thought you just claim it. Right. Name it and claim it, bro. All right, we got to hear this. I think that's um, complete ludicrous. <laughs> um, I believe they're just saying that because they want to have um the easy way out on this um that's really really um offending especially being a transgender woman myself that a male hold on man that's their truth right who do you get to judge but it's also kind of weird that somebody who is speaking for a marginalized community suggests that maybe it's easier to be part of that marginalized community 
Oh. Interesting. Hmm. That is very interesting. Which it was obvious with the mugshot. That's a man. That's not a non-binary person. Because what? Wait a in minute. no way, shape, or form could they appear as a woman the next day. Um, it's really offensive to even hear that, that they're playing that role. Okay, hold on a second. What is the actual description or definition of non-binary? That's the thing. It's because non-binary is just sort of a made-up thing. Right. And so the whole point... But if is, we're to play pretend and go along with it, right, what's the definition? That you don't have to conform to one gender standard or another. That's the idea. Well, that just sounded like hate from that person that, to me. It is. I mean, I, I, I think that person is actually someone hired by libs of TikTok to get more gay people killed. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. But you can't Please. gender people based on their appearance. I know. Yes. I know. Who, wow, that's who do you think you are? No doubt. Hey, I saw you looking at your computer there. You Cyber Monday shopping there, Robbins? You get it all done? Yeah, I got some socks. For who? Me. You're not supposed to shop for yourself no, on Cyber I Monday. I don't shop on Cyber Monday. I don't, I don't. You don't do that? Not really. I don't. I've never done it. I don't know. One of the first stories I saw today was Cyber Monday tips. And I thought of Van Camp oh because as a former news guy, if you came to him, hey, news director Van Camp, yeah. I have a story. I have some tips. You're fired. Yeah, you're fired. He would fire him. Well, for if you the watched tips. any morning shows today, they were they were all over the place. The tips. Yes. Do you want to get to some mm -hmm. Cyber Monday tips, Scott? Do that. And you know, I suppose this isn't breaking news, but another store shuts down in a major city because of crime. Get to that as well. Coming up right here. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. And this is heartbreaking. Another store in Portland has closed. I saw this story. Man, oh man. Unbelievable. Rain's PDX, a uh, clothing store. Yeah. Store's owner, Marcy Londolfo, uh, actually left a note on the door that said, Our city is in peril. Small businesses and large cannot sustain doing business in our city's current state. We have no protection or recourse against the criminal behavior that goes unpunished. Do not be fooled into thinking that insurance companies cover losses. We have sustained 15 break-ins. We have not received any financial reimbursement since the third. Wow. <laughs> Unrelenting criminal behavior is what she said. And, of course, you know that to be true. You see it all over Portland. You see it in a lot of big cities. Yeah. I don't know what it takes when you have a city decimated like that. You just let it go on. It's inexplicable. I don't understand. I don't understand it either. I can't possibly understand it. David, to try to get into the other mindset, well, how, what, how does it make sense at all? Well, I think everybody kind of recognizes that there's a problem unless you are just doubling down on the defund the police nonsense. But I think one of the reasons why Portland and so many other st uh, cities are in it for the long haul is because, quite simply, or quite simple, it, it, it's easy to tear things down. It's hard to build things. 
you can destroy a house in an afternoon. You can't build a house in an afternoon. And that I can't help just... it, David. Whenever I don't mean to bring up something bad with you mm -hmm. um, or family. I just remember every time I see another store in Portland, something like this happens. Yeah. And this was a couple of years ago. Yeah. A business you worked with in Portland had to close up shop, and you're just telling some different people about it. They wouldn't believe you. No, they didn't believe. They didn't believe that it had anything to do with the crime. That I mean, this was a place where remember during a, there was a rally or competing rallies, and a uh, pro-Trump person was shot and killed in the middle of the street by a guy who described himself as 100% Antifa. That was just down the block from this business. That that was kind of the last straw. Like mm -hmm. our employees don't feel safe coming here anymore. And yeah, there are people who just don't believe that it was happening. <laughs> it's unreal to me. Hey, good news. Different news here. Uh, scientists have designed a splash-free urinal. Well, now they do it, finally. <laughs> well, it's what, better than 25 years when you're no longer here, right? Well, you won't have those nasty splashes coming back on you anymore, <laughs> Scott. This is good news. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. True and international average of pressure. Yes. Thank you, sir. Venezuela, we need some oil. Yeah, Let's how about do this. That? Huh? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, so, so Biden gave the green light uh, to Chevron to start pumping oil in Venezuela again, lifting Trump-era sanctions. But uh, not not going to bend over backwards for producing oil here, but we can you know produce it in Venezuela and make sure that we're lining that dictator's pockets even more. Do you know how long it takes for us to see any benefit from this as far as prices? Years. Oh yeah. Years. Well, yeah. I mean the the exploration and then drilling and then shipping all of that takes a long time to do. We could get it turned around a whole lot faster here. And it's cleaner by leaps and bounds. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense at all. But yet we're still doing it. Mm -hmm. And right now the Biden administration is going out there and saying, see, our policies are working because oil prices started falling. But that was due to unrest in China. So because there's going to be a drop in demand in China. So they're they're basically taking credit for civil unrest going on in China right now. It's so frustrating. And to watch the way legacy media treats these stories. They just don't tell people the truth. Meanwhile, it's Trump's fault China isn't telling us what's happening with COVID. Yeah. What? Yeah, Dr. Anthony Fauci was making the rounds yesterday and was asked uh, where we are in terms of getting some information out of China. Like, you know, what do they know about the coronavirus and when? And I don't know. Why didn't they tell anybody about what was going on there? Uh, and he got very nervous, in my opinion. Hmm, let's listen to this. But we, you, you know what we need, Margaret? We need 
a, 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 a transparency and a collaboration to open things up so that we could discuss it in a non-accusatory exactly. way. He's back on that, isn't he? Yeah. Wow. Margaret Brennan. Exactly. Dr. Exactly. Fauci. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no. It makes no. you want to puke. They did cover it up. And of course they did. We know we're never going to get answers from China. So as far as I'm concerned, U.S. policy should be, we're assuming that it came out of that lab. Most people do. Well, aren't we to assume, too, that any paper trail that might have been there has right. certainly it's gone long. by now and yeah. it has been for a while? Yeah, I mean, sucking up to the Chinese isn't going to change anything at this point. No. All these emails from Fauci is going to come out, especially when he's questioned in January. I can't wait for that. But go ahead with the, the audio here. What happens is that if you look at the anti-China approach that clearly the Trump administration had right from the very beginning. No, they didn't. Yeah. To call it the China virus, that's what you're talking about? Well, and, and Trump actually tweeted out, like, thanks to the Chinese government. He tried to play ball. He did. With that, in that world. Um, and then obviously didn't do any good. So at this point, I don't really care whether or not they're going to be transparent. I want Fauci to be transparent, and I want to know how China is going to make it up to the world for what they did. Absolutely, yes. And the accusatory nature, the Chinese are going to flinch back and say, no, I'm sorry, we're not going to talk mm -hmm. to you about it, which is not correct. But they they're not talking be. to the Biden administration about it either. Exactly. I think that horse is out of the barn, and they're very suspicious of anybody trying to accuse them. They wouldn't let the World Health Organization in. Of course, they were running it at the time. But even when they wanted information, they wouldn't give it to anybody. It wasn't just Trump. And you funded it. And they have the receipts. It's going to come out. He is nervous. Didn't they send a bunch of people there to Wuhan at one point in time? Am I remembering this correctly? Yeah, it was months, months yeah. later, after the fact. Right, so, yeah. yeah. And they were all yeah. like, all, all checks out. Yeah. Yeah, nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah. It's nonsensical. Okay. Um, well, and now China. Do you think he's gonna, anything's going to happen with all the citizens protesting right now? I don't know, man. I mean, this is this is a pretty remarkable turn of events happening in China right now uh, as they've come together, or many of them have come together, to protest the communist government uh, and the COVID zero policy, which has involved massive lockdowns and the construction of quarantine camps, which I suspect a lot of people will wind up getting sent to. Um, yep. Now, the thing that kicked off this latest round or really made it more intense was this horrible fire in the Xinjiang province. Ten people were killed in an apartment fire. Um, no one could save them because the building had been in some form of lockdown for almost two months. So Saturday and into Sunday, people were gathering around uh, all over the country, protesting and demanding that uh, Xi Jinping, the president, the dictator of China, step down actually which is even you know the remarkable thing about this just to give you a sense is that even the most famous protest movement that we know of in the west you know in the the, the Tiananmen Square uh, mm -hmm. situation student protesters even they weren't necessarily talking about toppling the regime this is a different ball game now that you have people chinese citizens demanding that the Communist Party just quit. 
And they know who they are, obviously. They yeah. know who everyone is. They oh, know yeah. where they're at all the time. You know what uh, Chinese spam bots are doing now in order to... They, they've hijacked on social media any hashtag, which if you're not familiar, the hashtag is just what you code an image or a message with so you can look up that hashtag and everybody knows what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been spamming certain hashtags with porn. So if you try to follow what the protests are doing, the Chinese government has been just blasting out porn under those topics in an effort to block people from seeing what's happening actually on the ground. Holy smokes. So I can say, I was just trying to find out what was going on in China, honey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was, I was, it's literally, I was just looking for the articles. That's all? <laughs> in this yeah. case. I, I, didn't, I didn't search for any of this. Did you also see the protesters holding up blank pieces of paper? Yeah. And the way I understand it, tell me how you understand it, okay. Scott, is that if you don't write anything on it, you're just protest protesting in general, mm-hmm. which really means you're protesting the lockdowns. Yeah. Right? But if you made it about something, there's a chance they would come after you right. much greater. Mm-hmm. They know who you are anyway. Does that matter? Maybe it does. I mean, I, I guess the thinking is that if you don't have something explicitly written, then they can't call you an enemy of the state. But the thing is about authoritarian governments is that they can change the rules and they don't have to ask anybody for permission. I was going to say there are no rules here. No. No. But I did see that, yes. Switching gears. Merriam-Webster. It's that time of year. Getting the year in lists. Oh, yeah. What is the word of 2022? It is gaslighting. <laughs> and to That's me, really we've talked about this before. Yeah. David, I know we thought for a while that it, gaslighting had kind of been played out, it seemed. Yeah. But it came roaring back in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember thinking, I don't know what else to say other than when Corrine Jean-Pierre comes out there or it's Biden, anybody else, it's flat-out gaslighting. Just flat-out lying to people. And after a while, people tend to believe it or question themselves and think they're going insane. Mm -hmm. And so that is actually the word of the year. Which is the idea behind it anyway. Yes. To make you think that what you saw, you didn't see. Wow. I don't know. Is there was a certain word of the year that you would have picked instead you know, it's of gaslighting? gaslighting? Because I don't recall ever using it a whole lot until the last three or four years. I mean, in terms of discussing things and talking about things, I just don't remember using the word as often as I have, not even close, the last three or four years when there seems to be an abundance of said gaslighting. What do you think, David? As far as what my personal- Three to four years ago? Yeah, well, see, this is the thing. The left started doing it, talking about Trump, where, or basically they just said anything that he said that wasn't true was gaslighting. Well, not not really. That's not what the gaslighting thing is. It's not just lying or saying something that wasn't true. It's actually trying to convince you that you're the crazy one and that what you're seeing and experiencing isn't real. It's like Brian Deese, one of the economists in the White House, going out and saying, well, grocery prices actually haven't gone up that much. At least if you take out, you know, chicken, pork, and beef, okay? <laughs> if you take right. out the things people actually eat, then grocery prices are pretty much the same. Yes. They say that it started in 1938. Mm-hmm. And well, then later novel, used by, right? yeah. yes, m- mental health practitioners clinically describing a form of prolonged course of control and abusive relationships. 
I suppose like the White House press secretary with that press corps. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Possibly. The problem is the White House press corps, for the most part, is a very willing participant. There was no coercion necessary. That's true. You think of it like that. So if Disney is out there today talking about another flop, which their animated movie Strange World was, and a lot of people think, well, it's because you had this openly gay teen character in this animated show that has a crush on another person, and a lot of parents just didn't want to take their kids to it. So instead, they say, well, people are still coming out of the pandemic. That's why maybe they didn't go back to the theater this weekend. (laughs) Tom Cruise is over there counting his money. Yeah, or, you know... Wakanda forever, no problem. But this particular yeah. kind of movie, you know, it was probably something to do with that. And, you know, the Wakanda movie had sucked up all the passion in the room. So the parents just weren't taking their kids to that. Or it's just because really what Disney wanted to happen was for it to tank. And that way they wouldn't have to do any more movies with LGBTQ plus characters. You know, what's funny saying is that too. I almost think they wanted to tank so they can look at us and go, see. What do you mean? You people have, you, you know, you, you people are homophobic or. Yeah. Well, people get to choose what they want to go see. No, I know, but I mean, that gives well, them the leverage to accuse you of that. Yeah, and I. And not because the movie's terrible. Well, to me, I, I, I think it's not even so much that people are, or there's just this huge number of people who are afraid of seeing a gay couple on TV or in any movie or whatever. It's, it's also, you got to contend with the exhaustion that people feel of getting beat over the head with this constantly. And it's like, True. you know, if they didn't make any fanfare about the whole light year, same sex kiss or whatever, mm-hmm. I think that movie would have done better. And nobody really would have cared that there was a same sex kiss or whatever it was in that movie. Nobody would have cared. Oh, but, there would have been a backlash, but it wouldn't have been near what it was. Right. Uh, but now it's like, okay, everything's got that rainbow flag on it. We're all told that we have to look at every trans person, every gay person, and say that, oh, they're so brave and whatever. And right. It's like I thought the entire goal here was just general acceptance. Like, we're not going to ostracize you for being gay, which I think most people in the year 2022 are fine with. You're not going to, you know, just openly discriminate against somebody who's gay but when you're constantly being beat over the head with the notion that you have to say everyone who is not straight is a brave warrior for justice and all of this stuff, people get worn out by it, man. It, yeah. It's stupid. Well, and people, honestly, man, they have the attitude now, just stay away from the kids. Just leave the kids out yeah. of it. Just do that. You know what? Maybe this is weird because my kids are older now. There is actually an animated movie coming out that I would like to take my family to. Really? Tell me if you think it's weird. I don't know if you've seen the trailer yet or not. Very inappropriate, amigo. It's Puss in Boots. <laughs> I thought the first Puss in Boots was freaking hilarious. I don't care if it was a kid movie or not. I laughed my head off. And I admit it. I want to see the next one. I don't think my family would be going down. I mean, you're talking about a 23-year-old, a 20-year-old, and a 17 Hey, you want to go to the movie? We'll go see Puss in Boots. They're probably not going to be down with it, but I would go. Whatever you do, just don't go to the theater alone. Hi. <laughs> I, I want to see Puss in Boots. You I... mind if I sit with you guys? <laughs> well, who is going to go with you? I'm not going to go by myself. Well, Scott, you, you, you should go with him. I'm not going with him. What time do you want me to pick you up? I'm not going. <laughs> no, I would only go with my kids. They're too old now, see? Part of it. Okay. A lot to get to. Um, yeah, we can infringe on your right to free speech. Who said that? Was that a former FBI agent? That and much more coming up.
Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Free speech. We can infringe on that if we want. Who said that? Of course. Well, someone who used to work with the FBI, of course. Oh. Uh, so gun control is now back on the table for Democrats now after a couple of mass shootings. Um, and the usual talking points are back out, and it's actually getting, I would say, more extreme, but I think it's just getting more honest about what they actually want. They want the state to be able to control the population better. Hmm. That's really what it is. This is former FBI agent Catherine Schweit on MSNBC. There has been a very strong lobbying effort to convince people that any infringement on the Second Amendment right uh, is going to take away their Second Amendment right, as opposed to we don't feel that way about the First Amendment um, yes, we when do. we talk about, say, freedom of speech and freedom yes, we of do. press. <laughs> yes, we do. We do <laughs> feel that way. Yes. And any infringement on a constitutional right is taking away that constitutional right. I don't think they get that part. No. We know it's not proper, as the Supreme Court said, to yell fire in a crowded theater. We're going back that to There this. are certain things you can't do. You can't talk about bombs when you're jumping on an airplane. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can now, do it. Is, it. is it advisable? No. But no. you can. You can have a yeah. conversation about bombs there. And the whole fire in a crowded movie theater, that was a justification for censoring anti-war activists like almost 100 years ago. And and since then, the Supreme Court has actually said, yeah, you can. That is free speech. This is a longer conversation. This is all I can think. Remember what Australia went through with the lockdowns? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when the conversation in the United States was happening, saying, you know, if we give up the Second Amendment rights, that's going to be us. Absolutely it is. We will be Australia. And there were enough people saying, no way, can't let it happen. Just cannot let it happen. Yeah. And, you, you know, there have been a few of the stories, you never see it, legacy media, of people breaking into homes where the homeowner protects themselves with a gun. There are two of them over this weekend. No, you won't hear anything about that. You just won't. Or people that are protecting themselves, especially in inner cities across the United States, you're going to take away those people's guns? Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. No, they need protection yep. because the police aren't coming to save them, and they know it. That's why the gun sales went through the roof in those areas. Anyway, uh, did you see where a woman in Florida filed a $5 million lawsuit because Velveeta shells and cheese takes too long to prepare? Well, yeah. finally, somebody stood up. <laughs> it takes five cheese. minutes, not three and a half yeah, minutes. That's right. Yeah, yeah they, this is crazy. She said, well, the instructions, you know, is different than what they say. It's three and a half minutes, but you got to take the label off, and then you got to stir it after it gets out of the microwave. <laughs> Public caning, anyone? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And to the lawyer who took that case. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story today so far. Oh. You had to name one, David. Boy, there are a lot. I mean, I think it's interesting now that Dr. Anthony Fauci is defending China yet again more than he would defend the United States. Uh, You know, it's also interesting as there have been massive protests popping up in China, Mm -hmm. how all of these people who were saying and praising China's lockdowns early on are suddenly saying, well, the people have finally had enough. They're fighting back against an authoritarian regime. You got like the New York Times praising the COVID zero policies uh, less than two years ago. And now suddenly it's brave to fight against it. 
they forget that we have audio of all of that. Right. <laughs> it doesn't go away. We'll get to that much more coming up right here. Camp and Robin Show. Thank you for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, and the sexy boomer Scott Robbins. Dr. Anthony Fauci defending communist China again. Oh, of course, they pay his bills. Well, you know, seriously, and I mean this, whenever I see a headline like that, my reaction is, of course. That's like defending himself. Mm-hmm. He paid for the gain of function research. Well, yes. technically, it's not gain of function. Right. Because they changed the definition of it. Absolutely. That's what it was. You know, and this part, David, you're better at this, I think, than Scott or I, for sure. Remembering details of parts of stories, and especially with everything when it comes to Fauci, COVID, where we got to where we are. And I just remember the entrepreneur, David Sachs, doing an interview, and I think it was with Megyn Kelly. Of him so matter-of-factly, because he was really researching the stuff when the emails came out because of the um, the Protection Act. They, they got the emails from Fauci and all of his people, and then you knew what the real deal was. And, I mean, he laid it out at the time. All right, this is David Sachs. We, we know, based on these emails that have come out under the Freedom of Information Act, that on um, February 1st, of 2020, we know that Fauci and Collins had been advised by a group of scientists that this virus likely came from a lab. How did they know? The exact same reasons we know now, because there's genetic fingerprints, the furin sites in the virus are not naturally occurring. So they had been advised by scientists that this likely came from a lab. And yet three days later, by February 4th of 2020, the officials at the NIH had come to the conclusion that it could not <laughs> have been a lab-made virus, that it had been passed from an animal, the so-called zoonotic theory. Dude, you go back and look at those things and the, quote, experts they're talking about that said, here's all the reasons why this could not have happened from nature. Mm-hmm. And then for them to do a 180 after you read the emails, Fauci saying, we need this to go away. This whole lab leak theory, we yeah. need it to go away. And all of a sudden, and I've heard <clears> some <throat> interviews with some of these scientists trying to explain how they did a 180 in a day. They can't yeah. do it. They're yeah. totally full of crap. And I always think of that. Yeah. Well, he funded it. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, he was, he was giving out... Uh, signing off on grants to EcoHealth Alliance, which was doing a lot of that work that was going on, especially with coronaviruses in China. And the dude's name Dazic, Peter Dazic, or whatever. Dashik, yeah, Dashik. Um, and what, what, the most charitable explanation that I have, and I brought this up before, and I, I don't know that this is the case. It does kind of seem like it's scientific people in the scientific community protecting one another's personal financial or research uh, interest. 
But the other thing is, is if they were actually doing that gain of function research and the Chinese government was actually involved in military applications of weaponized viruses, something along those lines. The military was there in that lab. Right. And, And if they were doing that and they blew the whistle on it, what would stop China from talking about things that we were doing in this country as well? Mm-hmm. And so that it was almost like, well, we don't want to go down that road because we don't want to tell on ourselves that we're doing kind of the same stuff over here. Right. And you know, it could be amazing... a mixture of those two, but that's the most charitable explanation that I have personally. Where is, I mean, does Fauci have any oversight at all? Well, I not mean, now sir... because he's the Lord and Savior of yeah, science right. itself. Yeah, well, I understand that then, but I mean. He had more power than we could have ever imagined. Isn't that the weird thing? I mean, you can create a virus in a lab or help create it, dude, and nobody knows but you. When you control, when you control the money to all these different scientists, yeah, and who gets grants for their funding for their research, and he can pull that. He has a ton more power than any of us ever had any idea. It's amazing to me that somebody can singularly have that much power. That there's not somebody going, hey, you know what? This isn't a good idea. Yes. Holy cow, man. I know. I know. That's why I know it's a broken record. I always say I can't wait for it to all come out. So I totally believe that to be true. Okay, somebody else has quit Twitter. Who is this now? (laughs) Uh, This is the mayor of St. Louis, Tish Jones. Yeah, she's fantastic. (laughs) And it has to do with uh, Elon Musk. And Elon Musk had tweeted something apparently a few days ago uh, about finding Stay Woke t-shirts at Twitter HQ. Which is oh, hilarious. I saw that. Yeah, like a box of them or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and it had to do with the uh, hands up, don't shoot lie that happened with Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri. Yes. And what Elon Musk actually tweeted out was the report from the Obama Justice Department that said that hands up, don't shoot was a lie. And what Elon Musk said was, quote, hands up, don't shoot was made up. The whole thing was a fiction. And that is true. It was made up. It was a fiction. It was not true that Michael Brown had his hands up and was telling the officer in Ferguson on that day to not shoot. Correct. There have been Been two Department of Justice inquiries into this, multiple local inquiries into this, and nobody can say that Michael Brown was, in fact, murdered based on any evidence that's available. Now, Tishara Jones, though, saw that Elon Musk had tweeted that, and said, all right, I'm out. That's the final straw for me. Y'all can have this bird app. What? So Elon Musk tells the truth, and the mayor of St. Louis says, well, that's it for me. I'm out. I can't, we, can't, we have to believe in the lie that Michael Brown was murdered by Darren Wilson. Okay. You know, in different parts of the country, I know there are, you know, how would I say it? there are different local beliefs that you might not understand throughout the rest of the country, right? We're not foreign to St. Louis. Right. I didn't realize that, what, there's a whole lot of people that still believe that? Well, dude, the vice president, just, what was that, a couple years ago, I think it was before she became vice president, um, talked about Michael Brown being murdered in Ferguson. Yes, that Michael Brown really is sort of the Abraham of the... Black Lives Matter religion. He's the guy who started it all. And you cannot question what actually, uh, what they say happened. 
no matter what evidence you have, no matter you, – you really don't think the Obama Justice Department wouldn't have gone after him? Oh, Darren I know Wilson. all of that. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know all of that. But I guess in my mind, it was sort of this thought of, well, maybe he reached for the gun. Maybe he didn't have his hands up, and maybe he wasn't shot in the back. But that doesn't mean there wasn't some sort of injustice. No, they no they they still believe that Michael Brown was straight up murdered. Holy that Darren cow. Wilson executed him in broad daylight in the middle of the street for no reason other than he was black. Well, the retraction is always on page seven, <laughs> right? <laughs> it, 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 it is true. Yeah. Yes. Wow, that's something. I mean, and honestly, as we're you know sometimes talking about other people getting out of their bubble, that just brought me out of a bubble of thinking that uh, it's at least common knowledge. No, that that was a farce, but you'd still say, well, yeah, but they're still great at justice. So we're going to protest, blah, blah, blah. No, they believe it. Wow. Okay. Um, Did you see the story? Totally switching gears to medical school that critical race theory related ideas are found in get this mandatory programs at 58 of the top 100 United States medical schools. Hmm. Because you got to base care on race. Yeah. Yeah. That's racist. Mm-hmm. Well, of course it is. By definition. Yes. How long are we going to keep going down that road? That people are going to wake up to that? I guess if legacy media never reports it, there's a good part of the country that never understands it. And you just keep sort of believing into systemic racism. I don't know what else to say to that. I just think so many people have thrown up their hands like, there's nothing I can do about this. Well, you got to keep speaking against it. Oh, I, I don't disagree with you, but I'm just saying I think there's a weariness out there like, oh, my gosh, it's everywhere, you know? I suppose, but you can't give in. No. Although you have that look in your eye right now like, I want to quit. I want to give in. Sometimes you do. You just put your hands up and go, okay, <laughs> like all right. Well, I think you, you just have conversations with people. That's almost without, impossible Without sometimes. trying to get heated, just say, listen, right. I, if you would look at this information, A, B, or C, just for a different thought. You may still believe the same thing you believe, but at least check this out. Yeah, I think part that of the strategy of is to wear you out. Oh, I think that's true. You know, yeah, where you just can't do this anymore. As far as the left. I know one thing as far as medical school. If you're white and a dude, it's tough to get in. I've known that anecdotally from a few people. See, why is that? Well, I mean, I know why, but it's just... Because there's quotas. You want the best people on the planet <laughs> no, you to do don't. that job, don't no, you? No, you don't. No, you don't. And you've seen it different places. Well, we got to lower the test scores. Gee whiz, man. We got to have equity, I mean, bro. There's just some things you, you, you can't be equal at. You either are or you're not. Well, yeah. If you have to have surgery, do you care? No, Male, no, female, no, no, no. What color the person is? Nope. No, I don't care if they can speak English. <laughs> I just do. I want the best surgeon. Nine times out of ten, we, we're in a position where we can't ask anyway. What do you mean? Well, you're incapacitated. Oh, you're talking about your heart attack. Yeah, I can't do a ago. check mark. No, I want a uh, Hispanic guy, 36 years old, unmarried, but straight. Uh, you know, you can't do that. You just, it's. Well, for those that don't you know, want the best, man. Robin's had, well, back to back heart attacks in yeah. 2015. And he, then he had to have the heart surgery. There was yeah. a few surgeries you had to have. Yes. And I was there with the family, and they kind of gave us a shopping list. Yeah. Now, you can have this rookie that doesn't know too much, but he's a lot cheaper, and we all voted for that person. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. 
And like, where do they finish in their class, in their medical class? All no, right, you got yeah. the best, man. No, man, of course I did. But, you know, you don't get to pick that. No. You know, and by the way, I'm going to segue into something else here. Because it was part of our friendship that I was joking at the time when you were in the hospital, you lost a bet to me. It was a sports bet. I'm like, I hope he wakes up so he can pay me. Oh, yeah. You know, some people thought that was in bad taste. Right. I don't think you ever thought that was in bad taste, did you? No, I don't think anything's in bad taste. Hardly ever. He also well, never paid. He didn't. That's true. Um, I, don't, I don't even remember what it was. It was who was going to finish with a better record that year. It was uh, Cardinals and Royals. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I, the tally's still going. I think it's at 45 right now, and I want to give you an update on something else. You're going to have to pay David $5 and me 5 Why now? Will Smith is going to have a major movie released this Friday. Unreal. I saw this. <laughs> well. I can't believe it. Going back to the slap heard around the world, <laughs> Will Smith slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars, of course. Yeah. And you said, he's done. He's done. He's not going to be in any more sure movies. It felt now. that way to me, but I was wrong. I said, no, he'll probably be in, and he'll do the apology tour. He started that already. Yeah, a little bit. But, yeah, Emancipation is the movie, and it's coming out this Friday. There's already some Oscar buzz. And it's interesting because if he gets nominated for the Oscar, he can't attend. Oh, that's right, because he booted him, right? Yeah. Oh, they'll let him in. You think? I... Well, if it's a, if it is as critically acclaimed as they're already saying it's going to be and whatnot, I think they will. I think they'll let him in. Well, if they announce it's, him winning it, then whoever is the host will put on a leather helmet. <laughs> well, you can't before he, before I, he walks up there. I, I know, like you, you actually you can't have uh, uh, him up for an Oscar potentially for a movie called Emancipation, and then lock him out. Of the award <laughs> ceremony, yeah. See, that's so a you got bad a problem. look that's, for the Hollywood real problem left. there. Yep. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you love this emancipation movie, but you're not going <laughs> to let a black man into your club? Seriously? Maybe you, have, maybe you have two hosts, like Steve Steve Harvey's on the outside, <laughs> and then on the inside, Chris Rock's there, or whatever. I would watch that. Yeah. If Steve Harvey's just like out there with all the people who couldn't get <laughs> right, in there, couldn't get in right. <laughs> Will By the Smith way, walks up there and gets the award. <laughs> No matter what happens, it's not for us to talk about. You know why? No. Because we're white. Oh, right. Oh. If you remember, before she got fired from MSNBC, Tiffany Cross said, hey, this isn't for white people to be talking about. <laughs> That'd be like her going to a white family a dinner and somebody slapped somebody else and, mm -hmm. and she... She intervened, I think is what she was saying. If I weigh in as the guest in this home and I say, yeah, you guys are terrible. Everybody's like, I'm sorry. When did you get an opinion? This is our family exactly. table. That's what this moment felt like for many of us. And there's yeah. a nuance to what happened um, that we should get into. Michael, I personally believe this was a moment that we saw uh, Will Smith behave like a bully. Uh, I know a lot of people have strong opinions about this. I thought the slap itself was completely uncalled for. And I want to be really clear while we're talking about family talk. I think it is utterly ridiculous to center this conversation in the opinions of white folks. <laughs> I can't have an opinion on it. No. no, no, you can't. It's not for white people to talk about. A white fellow countryman as best I can. She was going to try to clue him in. How did she say that again? Text for, um, you know, our, our, our white fellow countryman as best I can. She's going to try to help you understand, Scott, if you just listen a I mean, little bit and do the work. What she's actually explaining there is that you can't because you don't understand how black people slap each other all the time. Like, that's crazy to me. 
Yes, that's she's exactly actually what she's making saying. the argument that black men can't control their anger, and therefore yes. white people can't understand it. Like that's insane. That's racist as hell. Yes, it is. Wow. <laughs> you yes, say she got fired. Yeah. Yes. Well. And she's suing for getting fired. There you go. Yes, that's always great. Okay, Kanye's still uh, yapping. Another update on that, and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The artist formerly known as Kanye West. Yeah. I don't think that's the way you say it. Is it yay? I think so. Yay. Yeah, that old clip oh, you always reminds okay. me mm. of Scott saying he yay. He stole it from me. Maybe. Yay. Mm-hmm. You know, he had dinner with uh, former President I Trump. I heard. And then the Nick Fuentes? Yeah. What's his story? Oh, he's dude. a racist. He is just... I, he's a garbage person. He, he really is a garbage is. person. I remember a few years ago when he was getting banned from uh, YouTube, I was like, well, that sounds like garbage. Let me check out what he had. It's like, I still don't support him for being you know, banned from YouTube for having opinions, mainly because I think it made him more famous. Mm-hmm. But no, he's a, he's a vile anti-Semite. That's what I've heard. Yeah, he's a bad guy. And I feel like, man, some of these people I've never even heard yeah. of before until this comes out. Um, and apparently Trump has issued all these statements since the dinner saying he was just trying to help. Well, yay. Yes. Well, yeah. Saying he's a seriously troubled man. Right. Again, talking about yay. <laughs> but Ben Shapiro then responded to that on Twitter saying a good way not to accidentally dine with a vile racist and anti-Semite. You don't know is to not dine with a vile racist and anti-semite you do know i think talking about well yay what a controversy he thought it was daisy fuentes are you ready jamie markley david van camp and scott robbins we just become best friends yep making sense of it all now i get it and having some fun lighten up francis this is the markley van camp and robbins show the markley van camp and robbins show jamie markley david van camp scott robbins Something eerie we'll get to in a couple of minutes. Yeah. We were talking about China a few yeah. times during the show. Yeah. Robin's just got a message from China. No joke. Personal no, I'm not phone. kidding. On my personal phone. You can understand part of it. We'll get to that. What is going on? <laughs> it was weird. We'll get to that in a hey, couple man, of minutes. Hey, man, if I disappear, hang on to that piece. That could be evidence. <laughs> Gee, thanks for the tip. We'll get to that in a minute. Don't erase it. Just, I... <laughs> That's why I had you send it to my phone. Okay. Relax. It's going to be okay. You know what you're supposed to do when someone's uptight? Tell them to relax. That was a tip that I got. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that works. Always. You should also tell them to smile more. Right. (laughs) They love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Boy, Martha Raddatz on ABC News. Mm -hmm. She was the voice for a lot of hysterical people over the weekend saying, I don't understand it. Fauci keeps telling people to get boosters, and they won't do it. What right. can we do? 
very upset. So Dr. Ajit Shah, bless you, was on again. He's the White House correspondent, you know, when it comes to all things COVID yes, and he health is. related. Yes. And he has good news to her answer. Oh. Okay. So we'll start with Martha. Fauci, the administration is launching a new campaign urging people to get those flu shots, get those COVID boosters. I think only about 11 percent have gotten the boosters so far, maybe 42 million the flu shot. We've talked about this so many times. People aren't listening. What do you do? Oh. <laughs> hmm. Stupid people. Well, and that's got to be a lot of Democratic voters. I would think. Which really has her flummoxed, I do believe. Oh, first of all, good morning. Thank good you morning. for having me here. Yes. Um, so, look, it's been uh, obviously a long two and a half years for Americans, and uh, we understand that, uh, that you know people want to move on. The good news is people can move on. Okay, just stop the interview right there. Yeah. Next story. Oh, how do they move on? You're wondering. Yes. You can guess what he's going to say, right? Because most people have moved on from this. Yes. It's just something we've had to learn to live with, and people do. But he's got more tips. If they keep their immunity up to date, I oh. really think when you look historically, people tend to get their flu shot in November and December into January. I think we're going to see a lot more people getting vaccinated uh, in the upcoming weeks. This is why we're launching the campaign we are right now, because we think it's incredibly important as we head into the holidays for people to update their immunity, get the new COVID vaccine, get the flu shot. It's a great way to stay safe and healthy this holiday season. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah. So then a question, say, for me, who was out a couple of weeks ago with COVID. So I don't need the booster, right? Well, I wouldn't think, no. They never talk about that. All the people that have had COVID in the last month or two. Yeah. Or six months. Well, and if you have gotten boosters and still got COVID, why would you go out and get more boosters? Because you got COVID. Well, I think they will tell you at that point, yeah, but did it keep you out of the hospital and did it keep you from dying? But but most people who got COVID even before a vaccine didn't go to the hospital and didn't die. Right. Correct. Well, now, and you saw this too, Scott, <laughs> the new information is coming out. People that have been vaccinated and get COVID, yeah. there are more of those people dying yeah. from COVID than people that were never vaccinated. Yeah, that's not conspiracy either. No, um, that's a fact. No, and, and I, we got a note from a nurse who works at a hospital who said that's absolutely true in her hospital. Can't tell me where she works. Uh, for, you know, she didn't want us talking about it, at where she works, but was sharing the information that people are dying who are yeah. quadruple vaxxed. Well, no, they don't want to talk about it. You get in trouble for talking about it. You know, it. it's just, yeah, it's really happening. This is not a conspiracy theory. It's happening. Do you want the follow-up from Raditz or you had enough? Oh, sure. I always like to hear Martha's follow-up. So, okay. Healthy this holiday season. There's also this UCLA study that says that adult flu vaccination rates have declined in states where COVID vaccination rates are also low. So are you concerned that the controversy and hesitancy over COVID vaccines is carrying over to flu vaccines? So look, here's what I what we know. We know these vaccines, first of all, are incredibly effective. They're very safe. So that's point number one. I think point number He's two. He's talking about flu now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think point number two is we know people get vaccinated when they hear it from trusted voices. So our strategy is get out into the community, talk to religious leaders, talk to civil society leaders, community-based organizations, have them get out into the community and talk to people. 
Uh, bad idea. A huge backlash, at least in some Christian circles, of different pastors that did meet with people about the COVID vaccine. Yeah. And then we're telling people, you really need to get this. Well, that, that's not the role of a pastor. One, I mean, no. one way or the other, that's not the role of a pastor. Agree. Well, the same people that think pastors are full of crap and religion is nutty. And right. now you want me to, this guy to tell you about COVID vaccines? No, I mean, listen, I understand I'm getting into mind reading here and maybe Dr. Ja doesn't really think this, but in my mind, what he is saying is this. And for some of you religious kooks out there, <laughs> well, you need your fun. pastor to tell you what to do because you can't think for yourself. See, I didn't think about that one. Yeah, he, you're probably He right. has no idea how people live or think. He really doesn't. But I believe he probably thinks that. Um, I really believe if we do that and we continue pursuing that strategy, mm-hmm. more and more Americans are going to get vaccinated. I love the way pastor at our church uh, put it to people. If you're praying about it and you feel led to get vaccinated, do it. And if you don't think it's for you, don't do it. Thanks for playing. And now on to other yes, things. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. But no, they did. They That was a big part of what they were trying to do. Get these pastors. Talk those religious kooks into getting that vaccine. Okay. Um, Senator Ed Markey. He's in the news again because he renewed his feud with Elon Musk. And... Boy, oh boy, all of a sudden, people on the left are freaking out that they can't control the message of Twitter anymore. And now they're so afraid of misinformation and disinformation. So Ed Markey, I don't know if you saw that, tweeted, Elon Musk could respond to my tweets, but failed to respond to my letter by yesterday's deadline. Oh, shut up. Because he set a deadline. Yeah, he sh- wanted some answers All right. to know that we're not just going to allow misinformation yeah. to spread on Twitter. All right, tough guy. Like it has in the past uh-huh. for our side. Anyway, said he could have answered basic questions about Twitter verification. Congress must end the era of failed big tech self-regulation and pass laws that put user safety over the whims of billionaires. Man. Mm-hmm. Says a guy bought and paid for. Right. They didn't give a fat frog's fanny until Elon Musk had it. Yep. There was no nope. talk about any of this stuff then. But he's fanning the flames of violence. It's in hate, I know. The, but he's really not. And one of the things no, that I really not. appreciate about Elon Musk, and again, it's like, I I don't know what he will do with Twitter. I don't know that his takeover of Twitter is this civilization-saving thing. I, I don't know. You know, a lot of these things, it's just kind of like, got to let it play out a little bit. But I am appreciating his troll game. Because very few people do the internet troll thing. As well as Elon Musk does. Agreed. And I don't know if you saw this. It was from early this morning. Uh, 3.48 a.m. Guy doesn't sleep. Tweets out a picture of his his bedside table. It's got four caffeine-free Diet Coke cans on on it. It's got an old, like, replica muzzle loader uh, handgun with a painting of George Washington. And then he's got what looks like at first glance to be a revolver on the table as well. And so right now, and this is why I think he's such a good troll, because you have people on the fringes of both political spectrums freaking out in one way or another. Like the the, the Second yeah. Amendment gun guy bro is out there saying, yeah, here's my gun. Here's a picture of my gun. The gun is clearly Are you talking not... about yourself? No. 
Oh, you didn't tweet out your gun that no, time? No, I didn't. I okay, didn't tweet right. out a picture of my gun. No. I did, I not, did. not do that. I'm joking. <laughs> no, yeah. because, because Joe Biden's going to use that to take it from me. I'm not doing that. All right? Uh, yes. But but it's clearly not a real gun. It doesn't have a trigger. And um, last time I shot a revolver, it didn't use rectangular bullets. But <laughs> I don't know if that's a really? special Elon Musk thing. Yeah. Well, it's funny. But so then also you got these these whiny libs going out and, and saying, he's promoting gun violence. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it's, I think it's a cosplay prop or something like that. Unless there is a revolver out there that fires square bullets and doesn't require the use of a trigger, it is definitely a fake gun. That's funny. The, the other thing about Markey, the senator from Massachusetts, when he had talked about Elon Musk Twitter verification rules before warning fix your companies or Congress will oh, like who are you a yeah, tough guy tough guy so the author Jim Hansen <laughs> tweeted out he's just not that into you <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was great and the contributing editor to reason said we should all be free to ignore pissy little government officials like Senator Markey <laughs> I'm sorry man but as a grown man, Ed Markey should be offended at being called a pissy little government official. <laughs> if you're a dude and you're called pissy, it's never good. Right. No, it's just not. Okay, so here's the story with Robbins in China. He gets a message from, wasn't it Shanghai? Is Shanghai. that what it says yep. on your phone? Uh-huh. It said Central China. Okay. On the ID. We don't know why other than, well, we were talking about China and what's going on there right now. COVID the lockdowns and... Yeah. and People are protesting everywhere. Yep. David, you haven't heard this yet. No, I haven't. Because it happened like well, 20 minutes ago. I didn't answer the phone. It, it, would, it was, we were talking, and I looked down, and I saw it was central China. I'm like, what? And that's goofy. And then there was a message left, which amazed me. And it does sound like the beginning of the message is cut off. Yeah, English, but then it gets cut off. I don't know. So I don't know what it was all about. All right. So see if you can make anything out of this. Accidentary administration. You have a new message. You have now, if you happen to speak Chinese and can understand that, could you hit Robbins up on Facebook so we know what yeah, that is? Yeah, you might want to play it one more time. Just so oh, I'm, I'll play it eight I'm gonna, times. I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can run this through the Google Translate thing. There you go. If, uh, hold on Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Let me uh, do, 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 pull up English, Chinese. All right, go ahead. All right, starts with the English. Accidentary administration, you have a new message. 你好,中国出入境管理局,你有一则新信息,请按九获取详细内容。What uh, comes up is, hello, again, this is just from Google Translate, hello. Uh, Mail order bride is ready. China exit and entry administration, you have a new message, please press nine for details. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. Yeah, I'm going to get right on that. How'd they get your number, I wonder? I don't know if it's a randomized, you know, just whatever. <laughs> See if somebody picks up and then nope. pushes nine. I don't know, man. I'd send you into some sort of portal after that, I'm guessing. Or on that case. We'll try to figure that out. Right. I'm not I, pressing I nine. actually do have an update here for you on that. Oh, excellent. Yeah. All right. We'll you get do? Yeah, I do. Oh. Nice. Wow. Can't wait to hear that. Oh, along with the news update, 
and the average sofa has seen how many arguments? This is a funny stat. Straight ahead. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, talking about the quote unrest in China, massive protests because of uh, more lockdowns, all spurred on by this fire. David, yeah, well, it killed ten people at an apartment complex in the Xinjiang province, and that mm-hmm. has, I mean, the video made the rounds, and you can hear people burning to death, and and oh, they couldn't God. get help because of the lockdown, oh, and boy. so that was the straw that broke the camel's back. It looks like in this latest round of widespread protests in China. And it really is remarkable because you've got people who are actually face-to-face with law enforcement protesting. And that is a huge risk in China. That's a big risk. Those people end up dead. And it's so it is is probably on, on the global level the biggest story of the day. And it'll be interesting to follow this as it as it moves on. Brian Kilmeade from Fox was talking to Xi Van Fleet, grew up in China, was talking about they think this is different. Like this is the straw that broke the camel's back sort of thing with people there at the lockdowns, lack of freedoms, thinks that this could be a turning point. They could get ugly. They also said, by the way, for us now here in the United States, don't think this couldn't happen here. It could. That sort of thing. So we were talking about that earlier. And if you're just joining us, Robin's out of nowhere. It's been about 25 minutes ago now. Yeah. Got a call from China. Yeah. On his cell phone. Yeah. And a message. David has an update on that. If you missed it, here was what the message was that was left. And it's English, and then it turns to Chinese. administration, you have a new message. Yeah. And she said, so, I think you're hot, too. <laughs> well, I would have pressed nine if that was the case. It was, uh, yeah, so, yeah, what it's saying, it sounds like the English portion of it just got cut off here. But the translation was, hello, uh, China Exit and Entry Administration, you have a new message. Please press nine for details. And so this is actually a scam that has been running for a couple of years now. This is basically the immigration enforcement arm of the Chinese government. And so they, you know, they cold call, robocall people all the time. And there may be somebody uh, who is from Taiwan, from Hong Kong, because that's what this agency actually really focuses on, or that's part of the focus, uh, who gets freaked out and then presses nine. And then they, the scammer will tell them, well, you got to send X amount of dollars over here if you want to still be in good standing or else bad things might happen because we are the Chinese government and we're evil. So, got it. Now, do you think they have like a call list of people that they think would be more likely to fall for scams? Oh yeah, like the like the easily duped list. Yeah, I I, I think it's more random than that. Honestly, yeah. Okay, I I, I think it is. Okay, because that's happened before, Scott. I mean, I'm just saying. I've never bought anything that way. No, but you've given up information before and then had to change a bunch of stuff one time, and that was me (laughs) calling them. That's all it takes. They didn't call me; I called them. By the way, I mentioned earlier, and you wanted some Cyber Monday shopping tips. 
Yeah. Well, the, one of them is be careful about scams, just so you know. <laughs> now that I know. Yes. Well, also, you know, set a firm budget and shop early because a lot of that stuff is then yeah. gone. And you can avoid shipping delays with an in-store pickup. But be careful about the scams is more than anything else. Yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Now, you said, David, the biggest story globally would be China. Is that your biggest story today? I, I think so, yeah. Wondering what happens with these people who took to the streets over the weekend and will China continue to crack down on this? What does the crackdown wind up looking at? And honestly, when is it that Western leaders are actually going to speak forcefully about this? They're not really doing that. And that is so predictable, but so frustrating. You know, when it's Iran, sure, we'll say something. When it's a uh, protest in the United States, sure, we're going to say something. But when it's this... <laughs> Well, we are making uh, vaccines free for everyone here. That's not our policy here. Right. Yeah. Cowards, man. A lot of cowards in this country when it comes to China. All right. News update. And Scott Robbins, top three of the day. The trifecta next. Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Scott Robbins trifecta and a few. News update, David Van Camp. Oh, well, Democrats are going all in on gun control right now because they seem to think that they're going to be able to do something in the lame duck session uh, before the Republicans take over the House. And so it's the full court press here to the end of the year. Uh, to try to restrict access to firearms and curtail Second Amendment rights. Now, the interesting thing to me, and I, I actually found this kind of refreshing, that CNN actually had the jumping off point to part of a conversation with Senator Chris Murphy, who's a Democrat very much about gun control. And the question is, hey, Colorado and Virginia have universal background checks and red flag laws. If that's the way forward... Why didn't they prevent the latest shootings? Great question. So obviously, these things did not work. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, well, anyway, here is uh, what Democrat Senator Chris Murphy had to say. I think the country is going to have to learn about what's going on in this country. The majority of counties in this country have declared that they are not going to enforce state and federal gun laws. They have decided that they are going to essentially refuse to implement laws that are on the books. Um, that is a growing problem in this country. And I think we're going to have to have a conversation about that in the United States Senate. Do we want to continue to supply funding to law enforcement in counties that refuse to implement state and federal gun laws? Red flag laws are wildly popular. Right? You're just temporarily taking guns you, away from people that... Do you want to withhold money for law enforcement? I, I think we have to have a conversation about whether we can continue to fund uh, law enforcement in states where they are refusing to implement these gun laws. And I yeah. What, hmm. what gun laws are you actually talking about here? Because I know there are sheriffs in Oregon who are saying that they will not enforce what will probably be ruled an unconstitutional law that was just approved by voters in Oregon. Uh, mostly it was Portland voters who, who swayed that election. They're saying they're not going to do it because, well, 
they don't have the resources already to be the people who decide who gets a gun and who doesn't. He's trying to make threats that he can't back up. And the first thing I think is, well, if they're not going to enforce this, well, I'll tell you what, how about we stop giving money to the Department of Homeland Security in light of what's going on at the border? Because we're not doing anything. Just let those states take care of it, however they see fit, because obviously you're not doing anything. Chode, get out. Give me a break with that crap. It's just infuriating. By the way, before we get to your trifecta, um, I mentioned it earlier. The average sofa has seen how many arguments? It's 311. Mm. That's the average sofa. I don't know why that stat is just hilarious to me. They they look at, okay, how long does somebody have an actual sofa and what happens on it? Well, there's 8,500 hours of TV watching. Mm. Does that make you sad? A little bit. Well, yeah, a little bit. There's 401 naps. I was responsible for 300 of them. Were you? Maybe, <laughs> yeah. Probably. Is that you? A little older, maybe. 537 movie, and then 286 makeup sessions. Mm. Look at the grin on Robin's face. Well, those are pretty it, sweet. I got. I got. <laughs> I got to say. <laughs> we need some sort of story like that say. every day before yeah. your trifecta, before That's, your big three. You like that? That's good. Yeah, All right, well, you get into it. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, Scott Robbins. Scott, three stories of the day and always helped by his hero in life. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, buddy. You have a good Thanksgiving? Um, yes. Okay, good. I'm ready. Okay. Three. Uh, number three, daylight saving is uh, racist. According what? to CNN. It is. Homelessness is caused by racism. We knew that already. It is. Systemic racism all over the place. Pandemic. Racist. And now we've learned that daylight saving time is, in fact, racist. The answer was provided by CNN health reporter Jacqueline Howard. You see, Jamie, David, disruptions in a person's sleep cycle, which happens for many when we change the clocks, have been shown to contribute to general health problems. And since black and Hispanic people supposedly have more health problems than your average white person, that means they are disappropriately impacted by daylight saving time. Dis- a what now? Disappropriately. <laughs> D- disproportionately? Disproportionately. Okay. Disproportionately. Thank you, David. Damn. I practiced that word, too. And I, and I was so afraid of it, I almost avoided it completely. But I went for it. I blew it. Is that your heroic? No, I, just, I looked at the word, and the word, it, it doesn't look like it's spelled correctly, although it is. You know, it's one of those words. Yes. It's like you look at it, you say, that can't be right. And you, you, that was cultural disappropriation creation. on your part. That, that I can say. Just put an L-Y at the end of it, and I'm confused. A recent online online article from CNN argued that daylight saving time disappropriately affects the sleep and health of minority communities. I tried it again. I'm sorry, but he then said CNN. I, okay. All right, I'm out. I'm sorry. I can was, end this segment right here. I was, really, I mean, I, I'm fine with that. It, it was the CNN nun. <laughs> Is that piling on? Is there a fourth person we can bring in here to, to <laughs> jump on board? Or is it just going to be two on one today, all day? God, you guys. 
Oh, come on. <laughs> what? You're just having some fun. You had a little problem there. Well, no, no, apparently, apparently, what? that uh, whites don't spring forward or fall back. Blacks and Hispanics do. Right. Disproportionately. Yes. Yes. Dis- yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got a new word to have fun with. Yes. We're getting closer and closer to number one. <laughs> two. <laughs> number two. The top four ways to make soccer watchable. Uh, yeah, top four ways. And this was uh, according to the Babylon Bee. You know the big World Cup is going on. If you know that, do you watch any of those games? Have you? Well, before you get to this, if you're asking, dude, so we had people over on Friday. Yeah. And my son-in-law said, hey, United States playing England big. I'm like, yeah, I saw something about it. I'm like, if you want to turn it on, turn it on. You know, it's fine. And it was interesting because whenever, you know, you got the ball down at one end, possibility of a goal, all of a sudden you'd hear, you know, some people going, oh, come on, or oh, no, which would cause you to look at the TV. That's right. So it wasn't that there was no interest, but when it did end in a tie, everybody was kind of like it was on Monday when they played, and it was a tie. Like, well, okay, really? Yeah. And everybody's like, this sucks. Well, the good news. is stupid. The good news is that everybody got Dairy Queen, so. That's true. And everybody got a trophy. Yes. I mean, it, it just seems like a disproportionate amount of mediocrity. Can you say that, Scott? No. Okay. So what did the Babylon Bee say? Uh, they said, have a drunk hobo decide when each half starts and ends. Yeah. Bound to be more sensible than whatever the current system is. Number three, add quicksand so that anyone who takes too long for a free kick gets sucked into the quicksand. Yes. <laughs> Move or die. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, supply one enforcer on each team with a taser. Finally, the guy thrashing on the ground won't be faking. Yeah, or get a dog collar. I and like number that too. one, goalies must be double amputees. No more scoreless draws. Any two <laughs> limbs will do. <laughs> so there's your answer. <laughs> I like it. Now, on with the countdown. Uh, the Scott Robinson. Make the game effect. much more enjoyable, wouldn't it? Top three stories yes. of the day. One. Number one, uh, I think I heard this right. Someone is claiming that Jesus could have been trans. Yeah, University of Cambridge in England, their dean there, Michael Banner, has said that it is, quote, legitimate for us to view and believe that Jesus, the Son of God, was transgender. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. That just automatically played. Yes. I don't know where it came from. No, I do. I exactly know. <laughs> the uh, sermon was given... By one of the fellows, uh, a guy by the name of Joshua Heath, Trinity College, last week, he, it was based on observation that the Renaissance and medieval paintings showing the wound on Christ's side looks like female genitalia. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what he said. Caused, he uh, said it takes on a decidedly vaginal appearance. He finished his sermon by saying, in Christ's simultaneously masculine and feminine body is these works. If the body of Christ, as these works suggest, is the body of all bodies, then his body is also a trans body. People uh, immediately got up and walked out of the service, by the way. Hmm. Tell them that God's gonna cut them down. Tell them that God's gonna cut them down. Yeah, I thought when the man comes around, too, when I heard that. Yeah. Wow, that's quite the trifecta. Thank you very much. And there you have it. Yes. Scott Robbins trifecta every day at this time. I'm going to go practice that word now.
It's fine to practice right now. Nope. You're not? Nope, not for your amusement, sir. How about heroic? I think it would be heroic. Uh, I don't at all. Okay. All right. No. Did you see this dude that got fired? If you want one more story here? For being no fun? This isn't a joke. This is real. (laughs) Did you see this story? No. No. Okay. Business consulting firm in Paris called Cubic Partners. Apparently, they fired this dude in 2015 after he refused to go to the mandatory end-of-week parties that they threw. We're going to have a culture of fun, and you're coming. Okay? After work on Friday, we're going to go down to the club, and we're going to booze. And you're coming, too, because it's fun. It's team building. Um, This guy is (laughs) honestly referred to Mr. T in the lawsuit. He doesn't want his name out there. Okay? But in the lawsuit, it says drinking in excess was encouraged at the parties. And there was some hazing involved. Mr. T didn't want any part of it, pity the fool. And told his boss he didn't agree with their definition of fun, so they canned him. And he sued. So an appeals court just sided with him this month and said the policy violated his fundamental right to dignity and privacy. You know how much he's going to get walking away from this? No. Close to a half a million dollars. Worth it. Yeah, but... Drinks are on him. Obviously, none of it's going to be fun money, though. You know, (laughs) saying. I don't know, man. The forced fun? Yeah. If it's that much fun, you don't have to tell people to come. (laughs) Just saying. All right. Got to get to a news update. And a disproportionate amount of Nimrod to the news. Straight ahead right here. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. It is a crazy mixed up world that we're living in because Kim Kardashian is now reevaluating her uh, her connection with a fashion designer because, or a fashion company, uh, because, well, they had, well, suggestive uh advertisements and photos that use children and bondage they did well it's, yeah it's young kids holding bags that look like teddy bears and bondage gear yes. yes and then there was also part of that picture you had to look for it but it was a typed out piece of paper and in that paper david was about pedophilia law yeah yeah that was put there on purpose yeah it was and now just reevaluating the uh the hmm, yeah the relationship kim yes. kardashian is yes okay it's amazing let us know when you're done reevaluating it, it, it's amazing what will and won't get you canceled it, right. it, it found out that this brand had yeah. or the 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 founder of this brand had tweeted something vaguely racist like 20 years ago uh, we <laughs> demand accountability Yes. Children in bondage imagery well, well we're going to reevaluate things we got to yeah. remember the context here it's well, and sick, man. Th- the one story that I'm reading, they don't even talk about the script part. They're just talking about the pictures yeah. in general. And, well, Balenciaga said, well, we took down the photos. We're, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Wait a second. The picture's got approved. 
You may not yeah. have seen the script, but the pictures themselves got approved. Right. Okay? And then it was the outrage, and now you're saying, well, we got to get to the bottom of this. Oh, mm-hmm. goodness gracious. Well, it is so weird. You know, you got that going on, and then the Washington Post had a review of a play that's on Broadway, or maybe it's an off, I guess it's an off-Broadway play, I don't remember, but it's about pedophiles. And they say, yes, it's about pedophilia, but it's also amazing. <laughs> and they go, Oh my and I'm goodness, just wondering man. if you had a play about avowed white supremacists and p- painting them in a sympathetic light, would that actually get a warm reception? No. And I'm not I'm not calling for someone to write a play, know you know, putting white supremacists in uh, in a positive light. But you know, you think about what are the things that society thinks is okay, and what are the things that society and by society, I mean media generally and influencers in media. Uh, it's interesting to see what they value versus what they think is off limits. Well, it's crazy, man. When you think back five, six years ago, when people were saying the trans thing will be the next big thing. Okay. And biological males competing against females. And people at the time were thinking, that's not, that's not going to happen. And the same people at that time said, and then after that, it'll be pedophilia normalizing it and holy crap it's exactly what's happening mm-hmm. is that's wild all right we got to get the nimrods in the news there's a couple of doozies here when the going gets tough damn it this is too hard the dumb get dumber all right Ian. it's nimrods in the news on the martley van camp and robbins show i love the poorly educated all right and before we get into nimrods one other thing from the kardashian story the quote was sort of hilarious when she said as a mother of four i have been shaken by the disturbing images <laughs> uh our first nimrod and they, these nimrods they're bad people I'm just telling you ahead of time sometimes there's a comedic twist but they're pretty bad people uh this first person is thomas pinson this is florida he does have the tattoo of his mom's name in a rose on his chest oh, that's sweet it says carmen pinson um, day before Thanksgiving, they were fighting apparently about money and some job-related drama. He and his mom? Yeah. Oh. He pushed her to the ground. I see. Now, cops said he used to work at a restaurant called The Casual Clam, but he doesn't have a job right now. Now, this dude made headlines in 2017 because he did the exact same thing. He shoved his mom and she hit her head, oh, and he was arrested for domestic battery. This time, the fall aggravated... An existing injury she had. We don't know if it's the same with the head. Not sure. But he was gone by the time cops showed up, but they tracked him down, arrested him on Thanksgiving morning, facing charges again. Good. Now, he now has a job at a restaurant called The Aggressive Clam. <laughs> Correct. Oh, and then a 12-year-old boy in Southern California called 911, said, my dad's driving drunk. Help. So they said, well, wave your arm out the window. He did. They arrested Dad, who was wearing a Raiders helmet. (laughs) And that's Nimrod's in the news. Oh, God.